We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. Hey everyone, this is Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant. You are listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, which is a Rotoviz podcast. Each week we break down one of the biggest games on the NFL slate with the help of an NFL Beat reporter. On this week's show, our guest is Jim Wyatt, who covers the Tennessee Titans for Titans Online. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports. In this episode, he's going to be discussing what the Titans must do in order to upset the Patriots at home, why running back Deion Lewis is so important to the success of the Titans. Titans offense and why quarterback Marcus Mariota has finally started to play as we all expected he would back in the preseason. After the conversation with Jim, I'm going to take a few minutes to recap what we discussed and use some of the Rotoviz apps to dive deeper into the game. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz here is a sports data analytics site that publishes over a thousand articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Please go to rotoviz.com, check out the site, and be sure to get a 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. 
For this game, the Patriots are a six and a half point favorite on the road in Tennessee with a minus 115 money line. There's a 46 and a half point over under on the game. Now the Titans are four and four. They're sitting just a game and a half back of the Houston Texans for first place in the AFC South. The Patriots are seven and two and they're looking to not only win the AFC East yet again, but they want to chase down the Kansas City Chiefs for the best record in the AFC and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I'd like to especially thank our own Jeff Madsen, one of the great writers here at Rotoviz for jumping in and recording this interview with Jim. Schedules sometimes are difficult to match up, and Jeff was able to coordinate this discussion with Jim, so he guides us through the game here. Please make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at JeffMadsonRV. This is a hugely important game for both Tennessee and New England, so let's get right to it and hear what Jim has to say. Welcome back, and today we're joined by Jim Wyatt. He's the official beat reporter for Tennessee Titans. You can read his excellent stuff at titansonline.com. Or find him at Twitter at Sports. Jim, thank you for joining us this evening. Appreciate you having me. Uh, Jim, the, the Titans had some struggles early on in the season. They ranked 24th in offensive scoring. They're only averaging 17 points per game. They have to feel good coming off an exciting Monday night primetime win against the Dallas Cowboys. And they hope to carry that momentum this week. Again, it's a short week against the New England Patriots. The Patriots have bested the Titans in seven straight matchups, including a 35-14 win this past January. Uh, Jim, what do you what do you think the key to the win? Can can the can the Titans pull off a win this week? Well, I think it's going to take a complete effort. I do think the offense has looked better in recent weeks. It, it did struggle early in the season. I think some of that was expected with a new offensive coordinator. When you're throwing a Marcus Mariota elbow injury on top of that, and uh, and some young receivers, uh, you knew that there would be some some bumpy road uh, along the way. I think things have been a little bit smoother the last couple of weeks against the Chargers and then against the Cowboys. And uh, I think you're going to have to have that kind of performance to stay in it against the Patriots because even though the Titans have got the number one ranked scoring defense, you know, New England presents some challenges and, and they can score. They've proven it. Uh, so the, if the Titans are going to win this game, they're going to have to to play complementary football. And that includes offense, defense, and uh, making plays on special teams. Last week on the um, against the Cowboys, uh, Marcus Mariota completed 21 for 29 uh, passes for 240 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he also got a rushing touchdown on 10 attempts for 32 yards. Uh, will we see Marcus Mariota? He seems to be getting back to being more mobile. Yeah, and I think some of that is, has to do with the fact that he is as as healthy as he's been since week one. I mean, yes, I think you're seeing maybe some of the mobility back, but uh, you know, just his all around play, I think, has improved of late. And uh, I think a good part of that reason is because he's he's now finally ditched the glove that he'd been wearing on his right hand since week one when he suffered the elbow injury. I think he's got his confidence back, and I think that. Uh, you know, when he's able to have some success throwing the football, it opens things up for him to run it from time to time. So that, that's kind of the perfect recipe for the Titans is for him to be able to do both, and that helps you uh, keep the opponent guessing. All right, Jim, uh, you reported on uh, Titans Online today that uh, Taiwan Taylor and Tajay Sharp uh, did not practice today. Uh, what do you think the outlook is for them starting on Sunday? Well, it's hard to tell, especially on short weeks, because, you know, normally this would be, you know, a Thursday practice. It's obviously Thursday, but from a, from a preparation standpoint and the team that's playing on a Monday night, you're not really going through the practice week like you would if you had a Sunday game. So, uh, how much of the Titans, uh, 
resting those guys, knowing they'll be ready. How much is it they're physically just not able to do it, and uh, and that's why they're not doing it, not able to go. I think Tajay Sharp. I would think his chances of playing are better than Taewon Taylor's, just because the injury that he's dealing with, an ankle injury, is an injury that he suffered in, in pregame warmups uh, in Dallas, and he was able to play in the game. He wasn't as effective as he had been, uh, but uh, the fact that he was able to play through it kind of leads you to believe that maybe they're uh, being careful with him, giving him some extra time. Taewon Taylor's is a new injury that happened in-game. And uh, he was in a walking boot early in the week. He was out of the walking boot on Thursday, which is a good sign. But, uh, you know, whether or not he's going to be able to go in a couple of days, that, that's kind of, uh, I'd say, iffy at this point. And Bill Belichick is known for sort of removing the offense's most power potent weapon. Uh, if they get a lot of heavy coverage on Corey Davis and, let's say, you know, maybe maybe Taewon's, you know, limited or, or not all there – um, are we going to see more of Darius Jennings? Uh, I would think that uh, that you maybe see some Darius Jennings. We saw him uh, you know, make a big catch against the Cowboys. We even saw Cameron Batson, you know, step up with a couple of plays. Uh, I think you know you're going to have to see more from uh, you know the tight ends as well. And we saw that with Johnu Smith against Dallas. He made a couple of plays. I'll say this. I mean, I think when you talk about uh, Bill Belichick taking away the team's biggest weapon. I think the team's biggest weapon right now is Deion Lewis, just his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, his, his, his success running the ball of late. I think he has really come on in recent weeks, and uh, I think teams preparing for the Titans have to worry about Deion probably as much as you do anybody else at this point. And how do you think Deion Lewis is prepared to tackle his former team? Well, I think he's excited about it. I mean, this, this is an interesting week for a lot of guys because he's got a lot of former Patriots on the Titans, and that includes Mike Vrabel, who played under Bill Belichick. That includes John Robinson, who's in scouting uh, with the Patriots. That includes Dean Peace, who is the defensive coordinator. And then you get the, the roster, and you've got Deion Lewis, and you've got Malcolm Butler, and you've got Logan Ryan, and you've got Josh Klein. I mean, the uh, the crossover is pretty remarkable, and, and all these guys, I think, at this point are probably getting tired of talking about that. But you know, Lewis himself said, "Hey, got some great memories from being New England. I can't thank those guys enough for what they did for my career. I wouldn't be where I am if not for the uh, things they did and, and believing in him." But he said, "Come Sunday, you know, you don't have any friends uh, on that other side until maybe after the game." So he's pumped up. He's motivated. Uh, you know, he he won't admit it, but you know they they he's probably got a little extra juice knowing that they kind of let him go and create and didn't try harder to keep him. So he'll be trying to show out a little bit on Sunday, I'm sure. One of the road of his darlings here is uh, Derek Henry, and uh, we're all just kind of dying to see him. You know, maybe be used a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Derek Henry? Well, I, mean, I, I get that question probably more than any other that you know during the course of a week. Why isn't he playing more? You know what's the- what's going to take to get him in the lineup. You know, I think a number of factors uh, come into play. You know, one, he's got to be better when he gets an opportunity. I mean, one of the reasons he's not playing as much as people would like is because he's being outperformed by Deion Lewis. I mean, Lewis has been more effective, uh, and that has cut into Derrick Henry's snaps and his his uh, carries and his opportunities. Uh, you know, I think, I think, 
coaches, and it's not just me saying it. I mean, the, the, the snap count speaks for itself. I mean, you got Deion Lewis playing 80% of the snaps, and then you've got uh, Derek Henry just playing 14 snaps against the Cowboys. And that's, that's a result and reflection of what they think Deion Lewis is doing to help the team. So uh, I think Derek Henry's going to have to perform better when he's in there. I do think uh, that he – in his limited snaps and his limited opportunities against the Cowboys, I thought he looked good. I thought he ran the ball well. He had a one-yard touchdown run. Uh, I think he's certainly capable. You know, he's beat himself up throughout the course of the season because he hasn't been more effective. He's plenty motivated, uh, and I think his time will come. I don't think every week's going to be uh, going to be a mirror of what happened in Dallas, where. His uh, his play time was minimal. I, I think he's going to get some chances, and you know if he produces and, and is good, uh, he'll keep playing. If he doesn't, then uh, you know he said himself, if uh, if, you, if you don't perform on a consistent basis, if you don't pr- produce uh, when you're given an opportunity, you know they're going to find somebody else who can get the job done. And right now, that's Deion Lewis. The, the Titans defense was able to uh, stuff up Ezekiel Elliott last week. Um, this week they faced James White. Um, how do you think the Titans can do against uh, sort of that receiving back kind of factor? Well, they, they, one thing about it is they go up against a guy in practice you know, on a regular basis in Deion Lewis. I mean, and, they, and last year in the playoffs, Deion Lewis, you know, he killed the Titans. Uh, with what he was able to do in the open field. And, you know, White's one of those similar backs who, uh, who's very capable of, of doing some damage in the open field. He's got 61 catches already. He's, uh, he's kind of a dynamic playmaker, if you ask me. So, um, it'll, it'll be a challenge for him. They didn't handle it very well, uh, last season in the playoffs when they faced Lewis. This is a different defense, you know, with some different personnel. Got a new coordinator in deep piece. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably going in. You got a lot of things to worry about when you face the Patriots. I think they realize if James White goes off on them, it's going to make it a lot tougher to win. For sure. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Jim. I really appreciate your time. It's been really helpful for us. Okay. Appreciate it. Have a good one. That was Jim Wyatt, who's a senior writer for Titans Online and has been covering the Titans for 19 years. Please follow him on Twitter at JWyattSports. In just a moment, I'm going to dive deeper into what we discussed using some of the many apps on Rotoviz. Just a quick reminder that you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to Rotoviz Live, which is our weekly Sunday morning video show answering all of your fantasy questions. Patronships start at just $6 per month and provide exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month on top of the 40 podcasts for just $6. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access our premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce the high-quality, industry-leading programming that you have come to expect. Please remember Rotoviz Radio on Patreon. We thank Jim Wyatt of Titans Online for joining us here today on the Fantasy Football B to give us a preview of the Titans Patriots. This is such a critical game here in Week 10 for so many different reasons. You have the Patriots who are a game behind the Chiefs. Now they have the tiebreaker, of course, because they did defeat the Chiefs head-to-head. 
But next week, the Chiefs are playing the Rams. That's a game we're going to preview here in the Fantasy Football Beat. Very excited about that. Going to have Ryan Tracy give us a preview of the Chiefs. But that is a huge game because if the, if the Patriots can keep pace and the Chiefs stumble next week against the Rams, they are going to have the same record as the Chiefs, but they're going to have to tie the tiebreaker, which means that they are going to have to slip up in order to not have home field advantage come through Foxborough. This is a Super Bowl that the Patriots desperately want. They want to get back to the Super Bowl. They want to win another one. All the offseason turmoil with Brady, everything going on there, lost so many of the running backs, all that stuff. Josh Gordon here, that home field means the world to the Patriots, especially the bye as well. So they want to win this game badly, and they're flying high here after last week. Playing the Packers at home, Aaron Rodgers, and defeating them fairly handily, too, in the second half, they pulled away. But for the Titans, this is equally as important. This was a Titans team that was the darling of many, both in the NFL and especially in the fantasy world, myself included, in the preseason. We loved this offense. We loved the new coaching staff. We loved the acquisition of Deion Lewis, Marcus Mariota. A lot of us targeted him as a late-round QB. You have Corey Davis there. They used to have Rashard Matthews. He's gone. Delaney Walker of course, but things have not gone according to plan. The one part of the team for the Titans that has actually continued to do well has been the defense. They had the great draft picks, Howard Landry, of course, from Boston College, and they've been able to create pressure. So the Titans at home here, game and a half behind Houston, finally looking healthy. You heard Jim talk about Marcus Mariota with the elbow injury. He's finally starting to look healthy. He's the dual threat, both running and passing, and things are starting to click for this offense. So they had a nice win on Monday night in Dallas there, come back on the short week, as Jeff Matson told us there. Now they have to play the Patriots, but this could be a watershed game. If they were somehow able to win in Dallas and then come back and beat the Patriots at home, this This could really springboard them. The Titans beat Houston already this year. They still have to go to Houston in a few weeks. Houston's on a bye this week, so they could get back that half game and just be one game behind while beating one of the top teams in the entire league. But what are the Titans going to have to do to beat them? That's a very good question, and Jim talked about it, and I think it starts with Deion Lewis. And if you go to rotoviz.com, they have a tremendous suite of apps here. We have all these apps that you can analyze the game. And one of my favorite ones is the Rotoviz Game Similarity Projections. And if you look at this and you put in Dion Lewis, what it does is the Similarity Projection app takes a look at the player as well as the opponent and gives you comparables. It gives you what the first standard deviation is going to be below the mean, what the mean expectation would be for that player in this game given the type of opponent and the type of season that they've had versus the opponent and how they do against those particular fantasy positions and one standard deviation above the mean as well. On top of that, the game level similarity projection also gives you a list of running backs since 2000 that would have similar results. What results they would have when those backs who had a similar season to Deion Lewis, in this case, went against similar type defenses, how they performed. So if we take a look at this, looking at the game level similarity projection app on Rotob is very important. Certainly, the Patriots always take away the top weapon, and they have to be worried, of course, about Corey Davis on the outside, and they have to be worried about Marcus Mariota and what he can do. But Deion Lewis is so versatile, both as a runner and a receiver, it's very difficult to take both of those things away, because either you're going to stop the run, you're going to stop the pass, you could, of course, shadow him, but he knows the Patriots as well, and he has all the motivation in the world to do well in this game. If you look at his projections, it's fascinating. There's a wide range here between 
one standard deviation below and one standard deviation above the mean. One standard deviation below the mean is 4.54 fantasy points. I can't see that happening, not even in your 0.5 PPR formats. And that's what we're using here with the ESPN scoring. The mean would be 11.58 fantasy points, but one standard deviation above the mean would be 18.62, which means there is an opportunity here, if you look at similar type players to Deion Lewis, that he could have an explosion. Now, what type of players are we talking about? But if you look back here, they compared him to Giovanni Bernard from 2016, Fred Jackson of 2012, Rashad Jennings back in 2016 had some nice performances. And that's a key one. If I look at Rashad Jennings back in 2016 against the Bears when he was with the Giants, he had 21 rushes, 85 yards, one rushing touchdown, five receptions, 44 receiving yards. That's the type of game that they need from Deion Lewis. He's such a versatile weapon. He can do so much if he's in the backfield. You don't know if it's going to be a pass or a run, which you can't say the same about Derrick Henry, although they've tried. They really haven't been able to get that passing game going with him. So Lewis is going to be key. And I think he's going to be effective. And I think it's somebody that's going to be difficult for even the great Bill Belichick to scheme out. Sticking with the same app here, I'm going to look at Marcus Mariota. Now, Marcus Mariota, 6.9 fantasy points would be one standard deviation below the mean. The average would be 14 fantasy points, which would not be enough for him, especially at home here. And the standard deviation above would be 21.3. So you can see right there that both Marcus Mariota and Deion Lewis are going to be key players here if the Titans are hoping to pull the upset. Now, interestingly enough, people that they compared him to, players that they were compared to here in the Rotoviz app to the past, one of which is Steve McNair. 209 passing yards, one passing touchdown there back against Jacksonville in 2004. Other comparables... David Garrard, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Marcus Mariota has enough talent to play better than all of these players played when they were in the games against their respective teams. But I think he's going to have to have a strong game. He cannot turn the ball over. His rushing ability is very key here. And now that he's healthy, like Jim said, it's going to be important for him to start running a lot more and keep the defense off balance. And you heard Jeff make mention of it. The backfield partner for Deion Lewis is Derrick Henry. And that's been a source of great frustration, especially for me. Uh, Derrick Henry has not performed. He was drafted around, I'd say around five, six, maybe in PPR formats, and has given you pretty much absolutely nothing. If you look at his comparables here, he's compared to a Ron Dane and Alfred Morris, Tyrone Wheatley, Brandon Jacobs, remember him? But these are not good performances. It's going to be very difficult to see that Derrick Henry has a good performance against his Patriot defense. In fact, his one standard deviation below the mean is 2.09 fantasy points. So very difficult here to see him being a part of this. This should be a heavy Deion Lewis game. You heard Jim Wyatt talk about him being used about 80% of the snaps. I think the same thing is going to happen here. They are going to have to control the ball. So if they get up on the Patriots, he could be a bruising back. But Derrick Henry, for the Heisman Trophy and all the great things we saw there with when DeMarco Murray leaves, he's going to be the man. It just hasn't materialized. And the game's level similarity projections app here on Rotoviz tells us that we should not expect much from Derrick Henry either. On the flip side for the Patriots, I think, of course, the key player is going to be Josh Gordon. Josh 
Josh Gordon has sort of come on here. He really has lately been very strong. He's clearly the number one there. The players that the game level similarity projection app compares him to, Plaxico Burris. In fact, Corey Davis as well this year against Dallas. They feel that Gordon is similar to what Corey Davis expected going in against Dallas because Dallas had a pretty good defense and was on the road there. Now you have Josh Gordon going on the road to Tennessee. So it's a pretty fair comparison there. Last week, Corey Davis had 12 fantasy points, six for 56. I do expect Gordon to have a lot more. He's dealing with Tom Brady and he's been the number one option there as well. So I think Gordon is going to be a key. And on the flip side, the Dion Lewis mirror on the Patriots, of course, is James White, who's had just a phenomenal, phenomenal season. And his mean expectation here in this game is 15.8 fantasy points with one standard deviation above the mean being 24.17. Some of the uh, some of the running backs that he's being compared to, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Thompson last year, Dion Lewis himself this year earlier, like I said, against Dallas. So this is a game that James White should be able to do very, very well. We don't know the status of Rob Gronkowski. He's been banged up, but he's probably going to play. I just think this is a tough matchup for the Titans. They haven't had enough success consecutively for me to see them being able to come out here with a win. I think they'll fight. I think the defense with Dean Pease, as you heard Jim talk about, is going to be very, very solid. I think they'll be able to keep it close early, but I do expect a Patriot win. I do expect a Patriots victory by more than six and a half points. I will easily give that. As far as the over-under being 46 and a half, I like the way the Titans offense is sort of coming around here lately. So certainly I think a, gosh, a 28-21 game is very realistic here. That would be, in fact, my exact prediction. I think that would cover. I think the Patriots on the money line is the right bet. And I think the over there for the points, 46 and a half, is the exact right way to go. I like the Titans putting up some points here, but the Patriots getting a lead. And I just don't think the Titans have been playing well enough for long enough in order to pull the upset here. So I will gladly give the six and a half. I'll take the Patriots straight up and I will take them on the over as well, thinking that this is going to be a higher scoring game than 46 and a half. It's actually one of the bets that I'm very, very comfortable on here. So that's going to do it here for week 10 on the fantasy football beat. Can't believe been through 10 games already. Big game between the Titans and the Patriots. A lot of great content here on Rotoviz Radio. So many different podcasts each and every week. So please make sure you subscribe to the channel on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. We're going to continue to do deep fantasy dives. And I know this is important, folks. You're starting to get ready for the playoffs, starting to jockey for position in your fantasy leagues. So you want to make sure to come back here to the beat next week. We're going to break down the top game on the slate. What could the over-under be for this game? could be 60, the Chiefs and the Rams. So that's going to do it for the Fantasy Football Beat this week. I am Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant. Again, thanks to Jeff Matson for doing the interview here with Jim White. You can follow him at Jeff Matson RV. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. 
Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 92 excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our Keep Stock Inventory Management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.